This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Balls and Bobble podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Joining us tonight on the show, we have United Ireland, John... Uh, we have Michael, Michael Dundee from our forum. Our forum to the podcast is CelticRumors.co.uk, where we have numerous Celtic supporters discussing everything about Celtic. If you wish to join, check it out. It's CelticRumors.co.uk. On today's show, we'll take a look at the latest gospel news around Celtic. We, w- we will look at the Max reaction from last night's Rob League qualifier win against AC Almer. We will do the players' racing and we will discuss why we're giving our player that score. New right back, new left back, new striker looks like to be on their way to Celtic. Will Radisson be replaced by the incoming signings? Odyssey deserve to be our new right back. And just surely overseeing all the Celtic signings at the moment. And we will look ahead to the weekend's game against St. Mary. Firstly, Mark will do a few shout outs. Hey, thanks very much, Paul. Uh, just the usual shout-outs to uh, Tim Alloy, Richie, AGG, Malachat and Young Ben. I had to slip get the show on the road, bud. I think Celtic have agreed a deal of £2.5 million for Greek international attacker Giorgio Sikikor. Giochi Marcus reports are reporting that the Dutch side Vinil have accepted Celtic's bid for the player and the deal could be imminent. Celtic have torn down monthly bids from Leeds for young right-back Matthew Anderson. Celtic don't want to be losing any youngster at this moment and are holding form and rejecting any bid that Leeds United are offering. Legarasa president has said in Polish media and newspapers this morning that no deal has been signed for right-back Josek Jarfic. 2.5 million thing has been reportedly been agreed through media source, but he's adamant that no deal has been accepted and no deal has been signed at the moment. Josep will play his was supposed to be playing his final game for Lega tonight in the Europa League qualify and that his move to Scotland would be done in mid during the weekend. But he has refuted these these suggestions and said that Josep is still a Lega player. Another player who will be playing his last game before he's moved to Celtic is Irish Irish international Liam Scales. Liam Scales will play his last game for Shamrock Rovers tonight and he will supposedly make his move to Celtic over the weekend in which a deal of 600,000 has been agreed between Celtic and Shamrock Rovers which is an Irish uh, international record international fee for any Irish League of Ireland player. 
all eyes will be on these two matches as Celtic fans will be watching closely to make sure that their incoming signings avoid injuries during these games. That's it for tonight's Gospel News. Mark, we know we'll bring our guests on. We have Michael and we have John Fronting. Mark, that's you, what? I suppose, Mark, what I sent you, that message about Yarishek that uh, the president came out and uh, it was actually Vonica translated for me and he came out and he said it's not done this deal isn't done it's not signed it's not done it's not done and dusted yet Mark is what the media is saying I think and you've got to believe him really haven't you because they're quite open about their transfers in that or Poland and places their, their presidents chairmen whatever if the players own the move they'll to kind of tell you this yeah. when they move it. I looked up their their official website like and there's nothing on it about a farewell mark or anything. But I think the deal will be done, Mark. Maybe he's just not maybe just dotting the T's and crossing the eyes. I suppose he doesn't want to be saying it's a done deal, Mark, in case anything did go belly up. Aye. Do you know what I mean? But you know? That's John and Mike you and see his lads. I can hear you, mate. I can hear you. Thanks for coming again, John. Anyways, thanks a lot for this one, mate. Oh, no bother. You there, mate? And, uh, yeah, I'm here, mate. Well, you was interested about, Mikey. about the um, the Greek lad. You'll have to pronounce it for us, bud. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Giannis Giacomakis. Giacomakis. Yep. You said... No, that, you, you said You said someone mentioned on the podcast, and I said it definitely wasn't me because I wouldn't have been able to pronounce it. But I was actually, I looked through all my notes of previous podcasts, and it actually was me, Mark, who mentioned this in my transfer rumour slaps many, many episodes ago. <laughs> now, there's a bit of news for you. Did I keep all my notes from our first podcast, Mark? I put them into a shoebox, three A4 refill pads, Mark, full of all my notes. So I'd become famous, Mark. I'd sell them, and I'd make a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> to see my notes, I did them on a wee notepad on my laptop and then delete it once we're finished every podcast. No, I have them all. I kept them on. As I suppose... You're in counselling, lad. That's a bad uh, OCD or something there. Like I suppose before we start the match, lads, I just wanna just wanna wanna, wanna go to John because um, he's been at Celtic Park recently, and I just want to know, John, what was it like to be back and the atmosphere back in the in the stadium? Oh, it was brilliant, Paul. Uh, just uh, just getting ready for the game, though. I just had uh, a buzz through, and when I got to the stadium, just everybody all walking about buying their scarves, and people going to pubs. And that was brilliant. Uh, and the pub, that was a good laugh there, but they all singing, and just felt there was something there. He just to be back, everybody was saying it's brought me back now and uh, going into the stadium uh, and just sitting there uh, listening to all the fans singing and just sitting in that seat again when I sat down it was just it was just a wee relief just sitting down and looking about and seeing it all I just had that just a buzz through and it was like well never thought I'd be sitting here again and yeah uh, just to be sitting there then watching that football as well it was something else and I really enjoyed the night and uh, I look forward to many more games this season. I say like being away for so long as well, John. Like it was like. Being back at Celtic Park for the first time ever, I suppose. The, the butterflies coming back and stuff like that. Ah, it kind of had that feeling about it. It's just, it kind of didn't think I would see her inside the air again. But 
it was good to be back in and just the way all the fans were each other on that as well. I had a brilliant wee seat, uh, so I was sitting next to the game brigade and that as well, so it was a kind of good atmosphere too and uh, that was good to be back and uh, I was there on Sunday as well and it was good to be back as well but I kind of had a quiet one Sunday but I was wild last Thursday but I enjoyed it. And I had a good show of pints doing his, uh, last week, it was a good night and I'm looking forward to going back again this season. Like you're, you're going soon enough as well after you, you come out of a observation. Actually, you're going, is it the weekend you're going as well, I think? Yeah, I'll be. I'll be the weekend, yeah. No, actually, sorry, I, I, I can't go to the weekend because my isolation doesn't end until Sunday, early on the Monday morning. So it's another game that I missed, but like I say, my, my ticket definitely never went spare yesterday. There's people all over that, so. Monkeys <laughs> uh-huh. went down the hill, Mark, since he joined the podcast, didn't he? What? Yeah. Monkeys went down the hill since he came onto the podcast with us. I know. I jinxed him. He's not seen a Celtic coat. Between us and COVID, he's not seen a Celtic game in months. Well, like I said, hopefully I'll see. It. By the looks of it, like I said, after yesterday's performance, there should be a few more European games. Uh, anyway, so like I said to yourself, yeah, we'll already got into it about the game anyway. But I was confident. Yes, I think I was the most confident person in Scotland. Like, like I said yesterday, I was like, there's only going to be one winner, and I was right. Who get the score right, Mikey? That was just lucky. Who <laughs> <laughs> get the score right? I think you got it right, but I was a lot more confident in the two and a half. To be fair, Mark, you, you you haven't been that wrong with the the score lines just pure, uh, recently. In fairness, like honestly, it's just pure flicks. It's no any great knowledge. Of, I'm not part of some great big betting syndicate that's fixing games and things like that. Yeah, there we are talking about the previous right. podcast there about fucking match fix and there and there's Mark behind it all. Then like. Oh, I'm going to nip in this before I move on to something else. Um, I've got the the, the Leggy of Warsaw. I just went and froze there. Juranovic have just put Leggy ahead to make it 2-1. Yeah, he just scored it, right? Yeah, he, he literally just scored about... Well, he, it's a strange one because um, it was actually Vonica that translated for me that her dad sent her the, the Lega news bulletin out like the, the match program thing that he sends out before the match like it was actually in the match program like and he came out to the fans and he said like that this deal isn't done yet compared to reports of saying like Janovic is still a player I thought tonight was going to be his last game maybe it is going to be his last game that he start it looks like the deal be done like but it's not done and dust as, as what the Sky Sports and other kind of media things are saying Mikey is it? No, well like I say is, uh, they're beating Slavia at Prague 2-1 away like I say, Juranovic has just went and put them 2-1 up. And the ball seemed what Slavia Prague were last year. They were, they were a good side like mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, I've led you progressing in the Europa League. Surely they're not going to be too keen on letting him go. Yeah, there's still yeah, exactly. money in that league, yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, like, like people like think that because it's the Eastern, the Eastern European leagues, Mike, they've come on an awful lot over the years and they're strong leagues and Lega are getting bigger and bigger as a team as well in Europe as well. Like, so... They want to be holding on to their players as well, like, you know what I mean? I'm surprised you know? as well that the negotiations went so quick, according to the press, because there's obviously previous bad blood between the clubs as well, going back years ago, when... Uh, yeah, exactly, they, they feel the eligible player, weren't they? Yeah, and, um, but uh, like I said, hopefully the deal is done, because, like I said, if he does end up scoring the winner a night for them, that's not going to help our cause to get this deal done. Hopefully, like I said, it is done, 
because exactly, Mark, you'd like to think it is now, don't you? It's done that, but like you're saying there about this, these leagues out of Eastern Europe and that, Paul. It's like me and Mike have spoke about that before. I don't know if it was between us or just on the podcast, but it's this kind of snobbery in Scotland. Mm-hmm. You don't see outside it, Mark, isn't there? The Premier League and stuff like that, like, you know? People with the Japanese League, see outside Celtic, maybe Rangers, or the best of the teams are there are at a higher level than the rest of Scottish footballers. Mm-hmm. The teams are all even kind of mere, mere evenly matched. Do you get what I mean? Not, it's a closer league. It's, mere, it's a better league. The standard of football is probably decent enough, probably better than your run of the mill games in Scotland as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's nobody that if it's no in England or in Italy or something like that, it can't be any good. It's just craziness. And I asked... Um... Veronica to kind of convert because they don't deal in euros or pounds over there. Like, you know, it's, it's their own currency to have Zlatan. And I asked her to kind of convert uh, 2.5 million into, into Zlatan. Like, it'd walk out about 12 million Zlatan. That's what it'd walk out to Lego Wasser. And that's not really much, Mark, for, for them to be selling kind of one of their top assets. Really, I say, Janovic is like, you know what I mean? You know? Well, he's obviously one of their most saleable assets, because... Yeah. But he's uh, the kind of one out of the full team that everybody's kind of talking about as a transfer to get the money in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, you'll have to watch it close. I I don't expect it to be done, as people are saying, it's going to be done over the weekend. Like, I, I, I can't see it. Do you know what I mean? I, I think maybe they might, if they're going to be, if they're winning tonight, Mikey, they want, maybe want to be holding on to him for the second leg. Do I, do don't I don't understand, like he says, and like I say, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't understand how they'd be selling Juranovic if they've got a serious chance of, well, like you said, if they get a victory and they get Slavia Prague away, and then mm-hmm. beat them in, why would they sell him and they come for him in the Europa League group stages? And so cheap as well, Mikey. Well, it, it's cheap because, like I say, people maybe know, obviously everybody just sees the Champions League money and that's the big money. There's still decent money in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. So, like say, Especially for clubs like that, like for for, like a, for them to get a good run in the Europa League as well. Like it's, it's it's big money for them as well. Do you know what I mean? For TV rights and everything, like it, it's it's good money for for, for like a of to progress and everything. Like, so look, we watch it closely. Uh, Unfortunately, I, I, I missed uh, the match last night for, for, for personal reasons. Uh, I'm sure these lads will, will give me a, a big lowdown on, on how, how the match went. Mark, I'll just come to yourself first. Like, how did the match go for you? Or Celtic in control of it? Or was there moments where we looked dodgy in the game? Or? There was a couple of dodgy moments, but overall, I'd say we were in control of it, Paul. I mean, mm-hmm. didn't have much today. Did a couple of saves. One of his fifth was crucial, but we were never really under that it's kind of extended periods of pressure for them. They were mm-hmm. yeah, wrong. They were trying. They were running it as they were trying, but I mean, it's a bit Celtic. Just they were just passing the ball and making them run in. They couldn't. Uh, the Alkmaar players couldn't. Couldn't keep up with them. Mm-hmm. At one point, we was talking about just a wee short pass. They were saying it's just straight after training, just to control the game, slow the game down to their pace. And the Alkmaar was going to get near them. Uh, Starfield had a wee couple of dodgy moments, but it kind of grew into the game as it went on. But that's tr- I mean, Mikey was confident. He thought we, he'd said to me, he says we could pump them about four nothing or that. 
But they were a good team. They're probably the best team we've faced this season. And for me, really, Celtic were in total control. Mm-hmm. Mikey, what's your thoughts on the game last night? Comfortable for Celtic? Yeah, it was as comfortable as I thought it was going to be. Like I says, they were a tad better than what I thought they were. But like I says, Edward, obviously they, they hit the post in that. And they had their chances. But overall in the game, like you say, Celtic dominated the game. Um, like you say, the guy at the back for them, that, miss, miss it, that Bruno Martin's in, he's absolutely rank rotten, him at the back. And like you say, when you've got the players going forward and you've got defenders like that at the back, then you're always going to get chances. And I still kind of get over Edward, because if Edward scores to make it 3 0, then that's the game they do. Did he, he miss the sitter again? Did he, Edward? Did he miss I, the sitter again? I thought it was. A, I thought it was a sitter. And it's like he says he's he's got a bad habit. Of, like then, like he seems to score like obscene goals, like that you wouldn't expect him to. Yeah. He's supposed to like just easy, just poachers. He struggled to stick away the kind of poacher goals, didn't he? Yeah. Dinks into stick a foot out and get your foot in the end of it. Well, like I say, if Fura Ashi was on the end of that, that's I think that's in the back of the net. If I'm being honest, but. Like I said, overall, like I said, I thought it was going to be three or four, and it could it could have it could have been. Like I said, if the odd chances were here and there, but I just the going over there, I I think it'll be a score draw over there, and I think we'll go through easy. So for a score draw, I think everybody would take that, Mikey. Yeah, I think I think they'll get it. Like like because I think they will score over there, whether their fans and that behind them. Like I said, there's quite a a well followed club across there they'll have their crowd and that in as well so but like I say I just didn't see Celtic like you see Celtic will score so and I didn't see Celtic they're going to have to come out and attack as well like so that's just going to open up space for, for Celtic to play the way Ange wants us to play as well isn't this uh, they had a good few chances last night as well kind of squandered them a wee bit too they kind of looked good at pressing as well just kind of I think we were just too strong for them and I know Celtic Celtic players eagerness to win the ball back. They were just really tapping them again as soon as they lost the ball. It's uh, one thing I've noticed for the team too. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there's social media. I was there to get uh, some clips of the game where uh, I saw Kyogo's goal and like, the the skill mark by by Roderick for that goal was was like Roderick evolved. What did like like we always know he had the skill mark, but he never showed us. What he could do in, in in the past seasons, like but that was brilliant last night by Logic, wasn't it? Aye, uh, yeah. performance, Paul. Again, it was. I really like guys in the live chat gave him man of the match. Uh, and it was for me. It was one of the contenders, anyways. Just the, as he's just completely new signing. Just and did, did he last the full game or did he come off again or? Uh, no, I'm sure he lasted the full game. Did they know? Um, I think it came off. I think it came off near the end. You know, there's a worrying thing there. For me today, because I just read before I came on the podcast that the Australian manager came out and said that he he wants him to come back to the the Australian uh, fold as soon as he can to to help the Australian team. And I think Roderick's nearly better off can retire from international duty and concentrate his club career, Mike Yindi. Yeah, I, I mean. It's, it's a hard one when you're, like I say, everybody would say, like, just concentrate on Celtic, but a lot of guys are passionate and playing for mm-hmm. the country as well, so if the guy wants to go back and play for Australia, then 
unfortunately, when you sign players for that neck of the wood, you're going to realise that you're going to be up against it when they do go on international football yeah, on, on international G. Montgomery. It's the Montgomery came on for Rogic. Montgomery. Uh, he came on for him. And what position did did Montgomery go on the left wing saw or something? Was it? Or? Yeah. Oh, I think he went. I think he went left wing. I think kind of stuck five across the middle. Aye. And just kind of stuck Eddie up his cell. He 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 really like is like a like a new signing for for the club, Mark. We spoke about him in previous podcast how how we talked to Connor, but like we never expected him to be this fit really and to be up for it every game. Now that he's been playing like he like you really can't drop him, Mark, at the moment, can you, Roger? No. Definitely no, Paul. I mean, I've gave him dogs abuse on here before. I've had my hands up to him, and I'll admit he's, he's turned the corner. I'm not saying that all the, all the, you know, but I mean, everything I've said from for years, I'm, it, it was all true. And we have to stand by it, Mark, because you're going by what was in front of us. Uh, you know what I mean? Your eyes don't lie, Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but he's turned, definitely turned a corner under Ange, and it looks, it looks a lot leaner, a bit more muscular. And, Mikey said it before. I see sometimes there can be two or three players around about. I mean, you, you can't, you, I don't know how he comes out of that with the ball still at his feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's close control and that. And this is, I've said it for years. If this, if Tom Rogic had wor- worked hard and applied himself, this is the player we would have had years. But is it down to Marka and knows how to get the best out of Rogic as well after? Being with him in the Australian floor, he knows how to get the best of him. He knows he has fitness issues, but like, like no, Rogers couldn't even get the best out of Roger. Do you know what I mean? No. You know, he, he wasn't lasting full games out of Rogers either, and we're, play, we're even playing a more high intensity under Ange than we did maybe, under. On, maybe when Rogic has found out that Ange is coming in, it's clicked in his seat. He can remember mm-hmm. how good it was. Exactly. Playing for him under a street. <clears throat> The type of training he was doing, the type of football he wanted to play, and that's maybe Rogan said to himself, if I can knuckle down here, back together, I've, I've got a future here. Because the way he was going, he had no future at Celtic. Mm. Fair play to him, but I mean, really, you've got to be really impressed with the way guys like Rogic, Dralston and that are biting into things under and changing the, just changing the full, full game. They basically are. Mm-hmm. Like I think uh, the the Kyogre goal, like like I when I got when when I saw the clips, like he he kind of he knew where that ball was going, didn't he? Like he could read where Roderick was going to put the ball, and he was there at the end of it. Like like that's six goals in is it is it six games? I think he's played, and he's only been at the club maybe two and a half weeks. He, he's really taken Celtic under his stride, didn't he, Kyogre? I think what um, I said after seeing him for a couple of games, and I didn't want to overjudge him is. Um, maybe even undersold him, but I seen a lot Gary Hooper in him just for his his poaching mm-hmm. ability and getting goals. And I remember a goal against Rangers before 2012. I think it was 2011 when Izzy Giri crossed it to Hooper. And Hooper yes, it's the back post. Yeah, it was yeah. like similar to that one. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was just so similar and like movement and like. The guy's just probably going to hear not that you'll always score. I think he's going to be one of the guys, even if he's not hearing a great game, he'll still score, and that's priceless at the the, the, the top level of football. They're, they're hard players to get. Even if he doesn't score, he'll, he'll create something for somebody else. Into you, you're always 
it's just you make you feel game you'll still be he's the type of player that you you'll look to to change things. And Hinkley like says that's when AZ after the game and they said it before it, they tried to sign him in two thousand and nineteen and that's what they said after the game. That's the reason we tried to sign him because that's the kind of player he is. So what's what's the surprise to me, even at twenty six, it's still young, didn't get us wrong. But I'm surprised that he's been Exactly on Norris Japan for so long, yeah. You heard him on the telly last night when they said that as well, Mikey. They said that he knocked back AZ Alkmaar because he wanted to move to like a bigger club. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. do you know what, maybe, do you get what I mean? Maybe oh. to get to like a top, get a team that's maybe playing in Europe. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, well, I understand what he says because that Yokohama that he came for, like they're massive, <laughs> a massive club, like, yeah. And compared to like AZ Alkmaar, they're in quadruple the size, no, as in a club. So he's probably looked at that, like you say. It's like you say, you've got to remember that um, that stadium that he plays in is full every week, nearly, when they play. And they get 72,000 a week, 72,000 home game, yeah. Maybe no seen AZ Alkmaar is a, a step up. To Celtic is a kind of a step up. Do you know what I mean? Because you're saying that, that Yokohat, they're massive earlier. So there is only so many clubs in the world that you would say are bigger than them. Yeah, well, like, see, that's probably surprising people as well, like the size of that Yokohama and the J-League, and we've talked on this before, so it's no fact to keep going over it, but how actually big some of the clubs and some of the quality of football over there. So I think, um, like he says, when he signed, it caught people off guard, but, I mean, what a... Like, that was a... Well, I put it this way, if Eddie Howe was the manager, then Flurry Arshay's not coming in, is he? Yeah, exactly. Like, I've seen Rogic the way you're seeing him either. No, Sorry, Excel, so. Daniel, 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 Better, co- better coach and more, get more to offer to Celtic than somebody like Howe has. He's still doing a job yet, is he? No, no, he's been overlooked, Mark. Like he's even even been overlooked by by like Crystal Palace and everything. Like you know what I mean? So you know he, he's not as uh, his stock isn't as high as Eddie Howe thinks it is. I think, Mark. Definitely, you know. Definitely, no, Paul. You know, John, you saw um, Kyle go up close. Like it, how impressive for you are. Uh, and see them up close, and uh, how fast is he when you see him up close? Like, you always see glimpses, but you don't see the full game of Kyogo on the pitch, you know? Aye, ah, he's outstanding, boys. His speed is brilliant, his work ethic's brilliant. It's even when players put balls to him, it's then they see him out the bottom. The pass is going to work out, he still makes something happen with it. He'll still go to the end, it, and he'll still like, just get a wee cross out of it. And uh, just the way he keeps chasing things down, he's just amazing. I'm just I'm glad he's at the club now. And, Sometimes you watch him, you keep looking on the way he's playing that, you're like, is this real? You see, that's good. Uh, and it's just it's a sign of the season, I think. It's just got to get better and better. Uh, we'll be lucky to keep him, I think, at the end of this season. I think he's going to hit the 25, 30 goal mark. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's a sad thing, but it's just when we get players like this, it's only a limited time we can keep him for. Uh, and to watch him live was, was amazing. Uh, I just think he's going to rip teams apart this season. Uh, just, I don't think he'll be able to handle them. I don't know, John. I don't think he'd be the type that's going to go hunting for money. Uh, I don't... Maybe as long as Angie's here. Think... If Celtic, pre- if he sees, Mark, I think he's the type of player like that. Uh, uh, I know what you mean. The, the affection that the Celtic fans are giving him, and, and he seems to love that, don't he? 
Oh, it's, just, it's, how, it's how good he is, but I think there's yeah. going to be offers of 30 million at the end of the season. He's that good, he's going to be that standout this season and in Europe as well. I think he's just well, we're going to hit the 30 million bar of him. He's just that good. Uh, I think he's just this season, he's just, going to, he's just got to be talk everywhere or Europe, just about how good he's going to be. Yeah, no, no, I just... We can build. I go for 40, they broke the 25 million, so we have to maybe push to the 30 million. I just think he's that good. He's got everything. He's just, he's, he's vision, he's, he's pace, he knows where the net is, he, he tracks back, he chases down
I mean, he might look at it like he's playing for a big, not bigger move, but a, a potential move elsewhere. Um, mm. But uh, Ralph, like he says, everybody, everybody on this podcast and forum and that, if you said at the start of the season, Ralston would be this good, they'd be thinking, you know, like he says, on the baby, baby, like that. Yeah. So, he says, but after the performance, like he says, and if they get the Juranovic in, if Juranovic signs in the morning, he's still no start at the weekend. No. Like we move on to that. Yeah. Open, open line down, Mickey. Like, should we, should, should we look to tie down Madison and, and maybe increase his contract with the way he's playing at the moment? Or is it... Oh, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he's not going to be in fantastic money, Paul. Mm-hmm. I think we've spoke about it. Even though he's, he's more than proved he's good enough to be to be a backup player for Celtic. Do you know what I mean? But I totally agree that it shouldn't have just be something to throw in. Mm-hmm. I offer him a, con- a new contract and, and it, even with that, they're saying, right, they've gave him the year's contract, but then they're saying to him, look, you're really fucking knuckled in here, son. Well done. We're going to do further. There's a four-year deal with a couple of grand decks on your wages. Yeah, instead of leaving for nothing at the end of the season and kind of everything blown up instead of the I mean, didn't tie him down as well, Mark, and this, you know? Celtic again. I think it was. I think it was a bit like the Lee Griffiths kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Need, needs it must. We yeah, exactly. Say keep a cut at least. Players can keep here. The new keep them. Uh, another thing that that stood out for me was um, was actually when uh, Madison was down injured and um, Hart Joe Hart he was not experienced. He, he went off to Ange and the, the way he looked at that he was explaining that the defence was coming under pressure. And himself and Ange uh, negotiated so and he Hart went back then and and he pulled uh, McGregor and uh, defence together. That's what we kind of were getting when we signed uh, Joe Hart. Michael wanted the experience and him knowing the situations that need to be done. Set the, the Celtic defence, I believe, were coming under pressure around that time and. And Hart basically used his experience there and got the message to the to the manager that sort of need to change at the back line. Well, I, see, I thought I thought to the nail a lot of the guys on here regarding Joe Hart when signed for everybody was saying, Oh well he isn't a, a Ange Postacoglu goalkeeper because he can't play it for the back. What are people saying now? Mm-hmm. Like he says he mm-hmm. should Because see it's no see when people going about us playing it for the back, Mikey. I think people are talking about they're expecting a goal a goalkeeper to like take Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I mean as they're basically asking them today is play the ball past the ball. I mean even if you're expecting a goalkeeper you should be able to still make basic passes of the game, do you know what I mean? It's no I don't think it's that big a jump to ask a player to do that. But, but he did, but Mark, he, Hart showed his experience though in that situation, didn't he? Like, well, we all say, like, like Hart's been at the biggest clubs in, 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 in each friend with Man City and, and Spurs, he's been Spurs, he's been over Italy. And that's what we said Hart would bring to the Celtic team as well, is the experience that's needed to spot these situations. When we're under pressure, he rectifies it. And that and that's basically what he did there, wasn't it? He knows through experience how he... How he should, how he, like he should, he should be reacting, and he should be the defense should be reacting in different situations. 
So see, like when you've got guys like Joe Hart playing, it's having like I, I, I'm not saying a, like a, a trainer or a coach on the part, but if they've got that level of experience, it helps. Do you get if they've played at the highest level? Do, do you listen to these guys that have done it? Yeah, you certainly wouldn't see Barkas or Ben going off to Anja when the player's injured to get a message across. Look, we're under pressure here. We need to change something for the last couple of minutes of the game. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we spoke about it as well. Joe Hart's still a big name in football. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a, it is quite a bit of a coup for Celtic to get Joe Hart up here, even though he's a bit older, blah, blah, blah. But he's still a big name in world football. I don't know. One of the Alkmaar players chased him half across the park last night to get his jersey off him. So these Jeez. Dad, like Joe Hart. Joe Hart, like, exactly. You know? I mean, even that, see, like, if you come up against teams that that are, are maybe younger players in that, they're maybe a wee bit even in awe of that as well. Barkas has gone up after the match asking Joe Hart for his jersey, I said. Can you sign that for me now? Can you sign that for me? <laughs> uh, but John, he's, he has made a difference to the, to the back line as well. He's experienced, hasn't he? Uh, Hart, since he came in, you know, he's an experienced keeper. Did, the years he's been playing, like in, as Mikey said, like in, in previous parts, like for one million, to what we got your heart for, like some signing again by by Celtic, hasn't it? Ah, hundred percent. He's just he's had a lot of calmness to the back line. You can see him talking to his defence all the time, trying to sort it. And uh, when he played uh, the body's feet, I thought he handled that quite well last night as well. He's kind of comfortable with it, and he was playing the wee passes back to the defenders and. Sometimes when he's need to go along as well, he was doing the wee chips there, off like the wing, and he was always finding his man. And obviously, he's been there, done it, he's won titles now, he's played at the highest level. And as Mark says, aye, it's definitely a bit of cook getting him. He's still a massive name in football, and yeah, he's settled in right well, and yeah, he bought off two good saves last night. If that was Barkas, probably them in goals, and uh, the other qualifier as well last week, he bought off two good saves as well. And the way the crowd went mental, as if we just scored a goal, because we can I think. We all thought that a bit of relief. We've got a goalkeeper there now. We can rely on it's going to pull these saves off and uh, don't, don't concede as much goals now. And I'm happy to have him. Uh, at the start, it was a wee bit angry just because of the way his career's went the last few years. But now he's in, he looks, uh, looks comfortable and looks like it's a steal now for a million pound. I'm happy he's in there. Mm. Mark, uh, Celtic's a way worker, as, as we know, and, uh, in Europe has been pretty dreadful over the years. But do you feel comfortable going into the next leg? Do we have enough to? To overcome AC, is it? Uh, I, I do. I'm confident that we'll, we'll get through. I'm not, I'd say I'd take a drawer here just so that we'll go through, but we'll score. We will we'll score earlier. Uh, I, I think there's a good chance that we will beat them earlier. I do, because I can't ever need to a good. They're going to have to come out to score as well, Mark. Go they're going to open up space for us, and we're not an attacking team. They are going to make the space. Like. We'll be able to exploit that space, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, as uh, John and Mikey said, they, they, were, they did spend a lot of time like pressing us in that, but they weren't really getting anywhere. You know, they, mm-hmm. But I mean, they were pressing and pressing, but they weren't really breaking down, any, breaking down their control of the game or nothing like that. But that shows that then, like as you said, when they're pressing, they weren't getting out of That shows how, how Ange, Mark, doesn't want players dwelling on the ball too long. You know, pass and move, pass and move. You know what I mean? And that's where you're not, you're not going to get the ball off here. Do you know what I mean? They're getting like one touch and then it's a pass. They're, yeah. That's the way you should, you know what I mean? Quick pass in football. And they just could struggle to keep up with a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, do you, 
you'd be feeling counted as well, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm caught, like you says, there's no way that we won't go over there and not score. Mm-hmm. So, like you says, I think it'll be a score draw. Thanks, like you says, because the fact that they've got a push for it, I think it's in our, more in our favour. Like yeah. you says, they've got they've got to come out and. I mean, if I was a defence, the last thing I'd want to do is open up to that attack running at you. Like, like it's great, see. like that your way goes not there and that the team score that they can sit down there and defend is then for the second game. Like, you know, like that's a big benefit to Ange as well that he can play the way he wants to play. I think what I loved it. Maybe but they go full whiz back in. Because if we went early in the school, yeah. <laughs> we had to wipe to it, wouldn't it? Exactly, true. You know, box both ways, like, don't this. I think yeah. what I loved yesterday as well, and I don't think John would have seen it, we've been at the match, but Mark would have seen it, was in the last few minutes when we had a set piece close to the box, the players were wanting to take it into the corner, and the camera went on Ange, and you just seen him shouting, get it in the box, get it in the box. Like he says, most people were happy with the 2-0 and then get out, but like he says, even the manager's like, nah, <laughs> get it in the box. Let's go back to what he's saying, Mark, isn't it? He doesn't stop, you know what I mean? It's going back to the, he's saying, his philosophy, Mark. He wants to play for the full night, he makes and score goals for the full night. There's no defending the lead or anything like that, Mark. Get the goals if you can get the goals, isn't this? You know? But they brought on the likes of McCarthy and then, like, Soro. Well, Soro came up right just before the death, although I don't know where the ref got the five minutes injury time for. But, I mean, that's good management just to tighten things up and see mm-hmm. what game. But it wasn't as if it was right, we're two not enough. Get everybody back and we'll just keep defending. As Mikey says, a free kick, he's like, get it, get it in the box, straight in the box. Just constant. If you've got chances to to make, try and make a goal, you try and make a goal, doesn't he? He's not going to, I don't think he's ever going to kind of settle, say, everybody shut up, shut up, we're just going, unless, I don't know, fluke against Barcelona or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But Yeah, but we said that anyway back about, about, about James McCarthy, like that he's not going to come on and you're going to play defensive. Like, McCarthy's one of the best passers of the ball out there. Do you know what I mean? You know, so, like, he's not going, just because he's bringing on James McCarthy doesn't mean he's shutting up shop either, like, oh, is it? Oh, it's just, a, I'd say, it adds a wee bit more steel to the kind of midfield, and mm-hmm. that maybe a dig in about there. Mm-hmm. But I spoke about that as well. People, <coughs> McCarthy's going to come in and just sit in front of the defence, like, Scott Brown, that does, yeah. that's not going to happen. John, you you you'll be fairly confident as well as. Ah, oh, definitely, I'm hundred percent confident. Now, for the way we're playing, and also you can see the confidence in the team, uh, the, the style of football, and just, you can see the players and never give up. They just every time they lose the ball, right back and they want it back. And I'm, I'm definitely confident. I'm going to be confident again every game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so weeks going, it's just going to get better and better. And the players are just going to be more telepathic with each other. And they've got a lot more fitter and a lot more aggressive. And I think we've got a good season ahead and good things to look forward to. Isn't that brilliant to hear, Mark, from, from a Celtic fan now compared to, to last season, last, not last season, the last two seasons, I say, Mark, under Neil Lennon, that I'm confident now going into any match we're, we're, we're going into. You know? In this? In Depot. False. Yeah. The full mood of the Celtic support, night and day compared to what it was like. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has to see on the phone, everybody's still got their wee niggles and their wee moans, but I think basically everybody's kind of on the same page and can, pardon me, and can mm-hmm. see 
the work that Andrew's doing and the way things are turning around and all the progress that we've made in really such a short, such a short space of time. But that's, the, mm-hmm. that's the amazing thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking about moans, uh, there was a few things I, I picked up on uh, on Twitter there this morning. Look, I, I'm not going to repeat what they were saying, but it, it's bang out of order. It was um, instructed towards Carl uh, Starfeld and the, the abuse that people, Celtic fans were, were putting up on Twitter about him saying, and they were saying basically he's not good enough, uh, he needs to be dropped, we need to sign two new centre-backs. Uh, like, this lad's only in the door. Do you know what nah, I mean? Nah, that has to stop, man. People need to yeah. calm down. He's kind of just setting into a team and it's high. You know, just... And, like, Mark, if you can't, like, we had this all last season and going into people's personal life last season with, with, with players, like, we don't want that crap this season, do we? Get behind the team, back to new signings, judge them in six, six, seven months' time, give the players a chance to settle down and, and get into the team and this. Aye, you know? ridiculous, Paul. Absolutely ridiculous the grief that Starfield's getting after. He's hardly in the door. Yeah. He's not like the ground running the way Abada or Kyogo and people. I mean, for a couple of games here, I'm sure would say it's he's told me that his passing skills and that were the best in the team. Mm-hmm. So I used a couple of wee wobbles in this team and this team going for the bone house like, but he's not only just in the door. Just yeah. So uh, as things like really annoy me. Yeah, especially Mikey. Like when, when we look after the last season, like, like the abuse and like I I can give abuse to a player, criticise his playing the game and, and stuff like that. But going into someone's personal life and thing like that, like you mean to go to back Celtic or or just shut up, like in this, you know. People don't remember like Van Dyke's first like five ten games or something. Yeah. I know comparing Starfield to Van Dyke before people got on their high horse. But um like it's but it's been the same since even the start of the season when Ma- the new manager came in post Cogway. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of him, he must be stinking. Poor Arshe. Well what would they pay four million pounds for him for? Just came for the mm-hmm. J League. Starfield do you think that Kyle Starfelt is gonna be in the national team for Sweden if the guy can't play football? Exactly. And listen, remember, people got to remember as well, again, came from the Russian League, played nearly every game for Ruben Kazan last season. Again, it's getting back to the snobbery again. The Russian League's well bigger than the Scottish League. Mm-hmm. No, tougher. Game, and tougher. And tougher. You know what I mean? So people, again, it's just as usual, just, uh, some Celtic sports have just got this entitled, self-entitlement, I think, that mm. they just, just abuse anybody for... Hey, he, he had a shaky game, but he wasn't a... Horrific last night, like, yeah. He grew into the game, Mike, as the game went on, he looked more comfortable. From the TV, he looked like he had a few shaky moments, but like he says, he grew into it and he's passing that got better. John's, John will maybe hear me to say on him because he's seen him live, but he certainly, the first we went, first start of the game, he looked a bit shaky. But by the end of the game, I thought he looked quite comfortable. I've noticed that with stuff. It was kind of at the start of games, he kind of looks a wee bit nervous, but as the game goes on, he grows into it and he starts playing better. It's just, I kind of think he just... His nerves still, and it's just as it gets into it, it gets better and better. But yeah, I think, I think it's because they see a bad and Kyogo, the way they've had to run running, they're, they're shining, it's kind of putting a bit of negative light on him. So obviously, he's not starting out as much, it's kind of making fans think. Might be that, John, but I mean, I, just, I don't even 
bonus, I don't know what Paul's on about. I've never seen anything on Twitter or that. But, uh, I mean, if the guy's getting personal abuse of it. Nah, you know me, but when I, when I, when I do not my notes, <laughs> I search it every time. Yeah, it's, yeah. Honestly, I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. We'll see it later on, but anything like that's bad and murder. You know what I mean? It's really arseholes on that Twitter. Honestly, it really is. I, I, the place is a set. Yeah, you know, I just thought like, you know, it's still early days. It's still, it's still early days, Matt. You know what I mean? And like, there's a whole buzz around the club, the way the club are playing, the the, the first teams in a good place and stuff like that. And like, if one player is going to be targeted by by, by certain fans, like, it's going to knock that player. Like, and, and how is he supposed to improve it? If he's going to be constantly getting abused, it's going to affect his performance, like, isn't it? Uh, you know? It is. I mean, we're, we're sitting there, right? We're, right? we're, in a way, being negative. He didn't start the game well. He's got a wee bit dodgy. You don't need to be abused. Do you get what I mean? Pure mm-hmm. abused guys. Even down to the likes of Christie. You know, you know how I feel about Christie and that. But I, don't, I, I mean, I've never come out and like, openly abused the guy or anything like that. Because, let's be honest, it's a game of football. Do you know what? Mm-hmm. If, well, I wouldn't say anybody knows Starfelt's going to hear this, but there's maybe some folk in Christie's family that listen to podcasts, and if you're sitting there calling him all the names under the sun and talking about his mum and his dad and all oh, this carry on and that, nah, honestly, put that Twitter man, really. Uh, it's a tough place, isn't it? Yeah. For a yeah, so- moan about it all night. So we're going to do a do thing after after every match. We we rate the players and we get your reasons why why we rated the players. And it's going to be out of ten, five is being average, five up is is thing, and below below five is obviously crap. So hopefully there's no Celtic there that. Uh, if if the live chat want to get involved, if you want to put up your player ratings. Uh, I'll read them out and and we'll go through your player rating. Uh, maybe all the player relations, Mark, will be will be similar, you know, because Celtic fans kind of are normally on on board with each other. Mike, yeah, come to yourself if you if you want to start with the, the starting eleven, then then your subs. Yeah, well, I've never I've never put the subs because yeah, that's fine. No, but but I gave Joe Hart an eight out of ten. I think his overall game that crucial save and he's just overall commanding of the team, and I gave him an eight out of ten. I gave Taylor a six. Because I didn't really rate him last night at all. I think he was average. Um, I gave Ralston an 8 out of 10. I gave Starfelt a 6 because, like he says, he had a shaky, but he grew into it, so a 6. I gave Welsh a 7. Like he says, he did everything well, but again, no too much. I gave McGregor a 7 as well. Um, again, one of the quiet games. I, I actually gave Turnbull a 6 because I didn't think he was that much in the game. I gave Rogic a nine. I thought he was man of the match by a long way. He was outstanding last night. I gave Abada a seven again. Kind of a quiet night. Forrest a six. And then I gave Furashi an eight. Mark? Yourself, the same start in Levin. How, how did you fare out? Yeah, I gave Hart a seven. Just, he didn't have that much today, but what he done, he done well. Taylor, I actually gave him a seven. I know, probably no popular, but I thought he'd done no bad, and especially going forward, and can't really fault the shift that he puts in. So I gave him a seven. 
Welsh, I thought, it was, I thought it was brilliant. I gave him an eight. Starfield, I gave a six. Just what we said, he started off shaky, but he grew into the game. Just he needs mm-hmm. to show off, show himself better. But it's far, far too early to write him off. Uh, Ralston, I gave him a nine. I thought he was my he was my man of the match. Just they've changed the player that's been is that last that the last that's clearance thing in that. That was unbelievable, Mark. I saw that like I mean, crucial to the legs. He he read that like from near the near, near the halfway line when, when I was watching the highlights. Like he ran from the and he and he and he tracked that whole run like you know what I mean. Like their strike didn't have clue that it was coming at all. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, Rogic, he was an odd candidate for man of the match. I thought, brilliant performance and looks a totally different player. I gave him an eight. McGregor, I gave a seven. He kind of just strolled through the game. He, he takes, I mean, it was a good performance. He's getting back to the kill, Mark, we kind of know. But he still, it was a good performance. I gave him a seven. Turnbull, I gave it a six as well. So he was trying things in that. Some of them were coming off, some of them weren't. But there's a definite improvement in him, so he'll just get better. performance is shift, but I gave him a six as well. Abadai gave a six. I just thought he was a bit not as sharp as he could be, but his pace, his pace is frightening. It really is. Kyogo was another one could have been man of the match. I gave him an eight. Uh, the subs, Edward came on. Put yourself about a bit and was unlucky not to get a goal. I gave him a five. McCarthy, a four. Montgomery, a four. And Sorrow, a three. Well, they didn't have really much time, really, did they? They went to kind of put on a judgment in them, like, you know what I mean? You know, uh, just going on Aberdeen, Mark, you said, what, would you think that was just being coming back with the injury that he wasn't kind of up to just what we expected of him? Oh, he just didn't look as sharp as. He had in the games before he did that wee couple of games that he missed. Basically, mm-hmm. he, ran his, he ran himself into the ground. He really did. And he said, his pace, the pace of boys goes frightening. And even um, Forrest, like, I know it was an OG, like, but Forrest likes to score in York for Celtic as well, Mark, doesn't he? You know? If, 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 I don't think Forrest back to his full... Full fitness or sharpness. Was he over in the left as well yesterday? Was he Forrest? Was he over the left again? Abadar was on the right, was it? Or? Started on the left and stopped and changed it throughout the game. Chopped and changing. You know, that's the the best thing about marketing the two with our wingers at the moment. Like that, one minute you could be marking James Forrest, the next minute you could be marking Abadar. Like you, as a defender, you don't know. Uh, Bobby Sunderland here has, um, he gave Hart a nine, Taylor six. Starfield to six, Welch a nine, Radisson a nine, Calamac seven, Tarnall seven, Roderick eight, Forrest seven, Kyoga eight. And I'm hearing great things about Radisson and Welch last night that two of them were kind of outstanding in the back line that two of them handed themselves well. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I, I said at the start of the season that I was dubious that he could be a regular starter at the start of the season, Welsh, but um, like you, say, you can't really say that since the start of the season. And like I said, that is Ed Altmar. They've got some really good players and he didn't look at your place at all, did he? No. Welsh, like, yeah. So, like, I said. Maybe, see, like, the likes of Ralston and Welsh, I think maybe something to do with, like, their age, maybe where they kind of thought their self where their career was maybe gone that they've maybe bought into Angie's philosophy but kind of a bit kind of went right in didn't they went all in with Angie's trying to get them to do does that make sense maybe it maybe it just maybe it just suits, it suits the style of play yeah maybe we've got a bit of luck in the sense that that's right up their street the way they want to play I mean like, my argument would be as playing football as well and I think everybody would agree why wouldn't you want to play football that way? It's only the Italians that wouldn't want to play that way. No, I mean, it's like everybody wants to see attacking football. So, like every young lad knows, well, Mikey and, and Mark and John is like they they, they, they they kind of train to be good in their feet, don't they? You know what I mean? That's the kind of modern football. You now, like you, you kind of have to be good in your feet. And, and as Mark said, like they're like they kind of bought into arms because. The way he played maybe maybe suited him and maybe under Lenin they just like why would you want to be a defender Mark and keep passing the ball sideways and backwards to your goalkeeper and back there and putting yourself under that pressure do you know what I mean you know I see that again Paul that's doing his coaching do it. yeah that's what I'm saying yeah exactly Lenin probably set out tactics this is what I want but he never would it, it, it be trying to improve players Mm-hmm. You know, Angie's here, one of the managers, we know that. He's here to improve and improve the players that, no matter what age they are, he's putting them mm-hmm. in them. Look at Rogic, down to young Welsh and Ralston and people like that. Like, I definitely think, Mark, that when Angie came in, he put a hand wrong every single player and spoke to every single player individually to find out what they're about and what their strengths are. And players... Even if players like that, like, do you know what I mean? But he'd have, you know? he'd have probably done that with every player, but he'll have, oh, yeah. he'll have had a meeting with... Coaching staff and this is like... He'll have, he'll have had a meeting with McGregor, maybe even Tom Rogic, because he knows... Yeah. See, he get the kind of gossip, that kind mm-hmm. of... Right. I mean, I can mind uh, Brendan Rodgers took Scott Brown down for dinner at his big fancy Houston in England or something like that and explained to, explained to Scott Brown his plan and vision for Celtic and all that kind of thing. But again, Scott Brown's down there as a captain. He's down there to keep Rodgers the dirt as well. Do you know what I mean? Say, ah, you need to watch this and he can turn up with odd hangover. That, even that kind of thing, he can turn up with odd hangover and things like that. That's all. Gone. He'll have spoke to all these kind of people that 
as I said, probably Rogic should have gave been one of the ones that gave him like the kind of truth. Do you know what I mean? Cause exactly. Trust me, he's kind of let him know what the players are like and what to expect from players and what kind of personalities he was maybe going to come up against and things like that. Because mm-hmm. that's the type of manager he's not just stands all these top managers. That's the kind of it's, I know it's down to the it's like, psychology. Psychology, yeah, exactly. Thing in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, we come to yourself there for for, for your player relations, but uh, give Joe Hart an eight. Yeah, just thought he was comfortable all game. Could do his feet and uh, put off eight to a nice saves too. Uh, just organised the defence well. Just gave Taylor a seven and Starfield a seven. Uh, Welsh an eight and uh, gave Ralston a nine. And gave Tumbo a seven, and McGregor an eight, and Rogic a nine. I thought Rogic was outstanding, just the way he created that goal, the wee flicks and the wee tricks to run the defender and to the byline to get it in. Uh, thought about it a bit quiet, and I gave him a seven. Uh, gave Forrest a seven, and I think he was kind of affected as it can be. And I gave Kyogo a nine, it's free goal, and just the way he'd been playing, fake him in. I think it's amazing that. Y'all gave Joe Hart a, a high score and that um, he'd very little to do. But Mark, that's just showing what he's bringing to the club. That, he's experienced what he's marking this. That's what I said. He didn't have much yeah. to do, but what he'd, what he'd done, he'd done well. The save, mm-hmm. things like that. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that, that, another thing in the, uh, the goalkeeper position. It's like night and day again for what we've been watching the last year in that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just like it just brings comfort to you, Mark, that you're not seeing the Bane or Barclays and God as well, isn't this? You know what I mean? Because like, would you feel confident even in the last games against um, Yalbach? Like, who nearly guaranteed those two saves that Hart made in the second leg there against them? Like, those two goals were gone in against the lads. Do you know what I mean? I think, you know, he just brings a comfort. But I think even Ange was. As was doing what we were doing, we were getting Barkas another bite of the cherry. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, we saw it in pre-season games and that, it just wasn't going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Obviously brought in Joe Hart, and as I said, it's totally the day between what we've, just, what we've seen last season and what we've seen in goals this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Sundland is saying content and vocal and goal, like, that's what Celtic needed. Uh, it's it's without doubt, like, what we did, and you, and you said, Mikey, like for the experience that we got, Joe Hart for one million, like what he's bringing to the club is unbelievable, isn't this? It's just that, like I said, they all take the two of them together because they signed on the same day. I remember getting the push notification from the phone to say, "Set up and sign Joe Hart and James McCarthy," and it's like <laughs> obviously you've got wages, but a million pound for day two players. Some to actually think of that, it's unbelievable. Like uh, crazy when you think when you look at. I mean, look at even the wages some players about the world and that are getting the new Mikey. And we've signed yeah. two players for that fee. And I've, never, I've never seen, like you said, John will probably be able to, again, because he was at the match yesterday. And I'll be honest, I never really, I can't remember ever seeing James McCarthy at Hamilton because it was that long ago. And obviously you've seen him on, like, match of the day and that, but... Are you a cheeky get. <laughs> but I didn't What's actually realise. I, I didn't that, actually... Yeah. Here, wait, we'll just get us out here, right? Mikey, what age are you? 34. 34, right. Anybody, John, you, you met Mikey. I've said that right. he must have done a paper around Chernobyl. <laughs> I don't know why he's only 34, is he? 
<laughs> no comment. Chiefs, <laughs> Mark, I asked you to do a T.O.P. championship win, Mark. Oh, you do look, you do look a lot older for your age, definitely. You do look a lot older. Mark. Not a bad way. They're just, they just have a bit of a dura. The time I asked you about your toss in the 67 final. I What did you think you got <laughs> and I had to change all my notes and I had to skip past all the notes. I don't know. <laughs> what I was meaning about McCarthy is I did not actually realise how big he was. Like, I thought he, I, I thought he was a lot more smaller than what he looked yesterday. Like, he, he seemed to look a lot bigger on the TV than what I thought he was. Eh? Oh, he has, is, he has a wee muscly kind of. He's a bit of a... Yeah. You know what I mean? He'll go... He'll shove him off the ball easy, Mark. You know? uh, exactly. He's a good physical player. He'll be a great signing for us. He will. McCarthy will be a brilliant signing for us. I've no doubt about it. Uh, look, we'll, we'll move on from, from last night's game. The, the, the lads said they're, they're fairly confident for for the second leg. I, I go by their, their opinions as I didn't see the game. But moving on, could Celtic be about to announce three signings after the weekend? Will Joseph Yarashek sign? Will Liam Scales just sign? Will the Greek striker Georgia sign? Uh, Mark, if you could get these three signings in for be, before the transfer in the close, like it is a good window by Celtics if they if they finish it off with these signings, won't it? I'd, I'd still like them to get that boy that Mikey raves about. Is it Lovrich? Lovrich. I'd still like him to come in as well. If, that, if we could get the four signings, it would be off jogging material. <laughs> I, I saw, like you said, I saw um, Com- uh, not Compton, because it would, like he did a good start season, but Christie will definitely be away by the end, and uh, like he says... I think that's why he's no player. I think, Mark, if, if he hasn't signed no, Mark, do you know what I mean? Uh, like, I, th- I think that's why Christie's no playing. I do, I think mm-hmm. move on for Christie, and that's why he's not been playing games. I don't believe that he's injured. I think it's Palace. I think it's Palace that 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 he be I I would say Palace be his most likely destination. I say. Yeah, I think what you I think what you'll find is based on even the rumours you'll find online and just on the guy himself. As soon as Christie's announced away, you'll probably find within hours that that Loverich will be announced as well. Mhm. Because it, it, it's never kind of went away. That rumours never went away. So it hasn't. It's never went away. You know, they've been putting the back burner a bit into it. It's still there. It's, it's kind of could happen or couldn't happen. Well, I think that could be the same with a big striker, uh, Edward. Maybe Edward, I believe in as well. Uh, but, uh, I, don't, I don't think Edward will be here either, John. I've said that before. I think I was surprised at that as well because when I've seen that Gia Camacas play last season, and, and for the, obviously, but during. Like you go and look at videos and that, and I didn't think he was. He's six foot one, and I was speaking to Mark yesterday. I didn't think he was that tall at all. Like, like in the videos I've seen, so what he says for a guy that like says that's tall and that mobile as well. Like he says, I've just been obviously put in the chat and like I've just been saying that that Daniel Malin for PSV just went and signed for Dortmund for thirty two million and it scored like Nick. Uh, this boy outscored them, didn't he? Hey, so yeah, Daniel, goals or something like that, wasn't yeah, it, Mike? Yeah, Daniel Marlon scored 19 goals for PSV, who finished second to Ajax. But Giacomacca scored 26 goals 
mm-hmm. seven goals more for a team that got relegated and he's available for, available for two and a half million. I just didn't understand the market. <laughs> they said as well, Mikey, we were talking about it. Where was Jamie Vardy when he was that age? Fleetwood. Yeah, he was playing for Fleetwood, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's hardly scored any of the goals, you know, things like that. He only scored, was it three goals for some team he Thank played you. for? But yeah, well, a lot of people say yeah. he was like a last kind of sub and things like that for them, but most of the games win. Well, like I said, he played 30 games for Ike Athens after signing for them, he scored one goal, but he came on as a sub in 26 of them. There you go. So, even you know what I mean? So, you. We speak about Chris Sutton each time at Chelsea as well. He only scored one goal for Chelsea. Because if he went to Chelsea and succeeded, we'd have never seen Chris Sutton in a Celtic top. Do you know what I mean? It was because that was just a pure disaster of a move for him that he he was available at our our level at that time. But again, he's doing a snobbery, isn't it? Oh, he's only scored... Not seen outside. But they're like he's saying about the amount of like actual game time he had. Nobody's mm. looked into that. They've just looked at he's a piece of goals. And mm-hmm. he started every game and been garbage. If it was if to get I've been the exactly. wrote off already. I think a lot like you said, a lot of the people have obviously looked into him on the chat and that's what everybody's saying. If you were to bring in Lovrich, Giacomakis, Scales, and Juranovic. That's some transfer window. That's, probably that's the a whole transfer team window. that you have, that you have to build in there, Mikey. Do you know what I mean? It's a full team. Like a lot of the signs that have came in, that's a full team. And compared like the players that we have, like we have players for every position. Do you know what I mean? Like two players for every position, really. Like you know what I mean? Only you problem know? position. And this is just me being picky. It's left back. Like, that's exactly that, Paul. It's left back's a major concern for me and. <laughs> I'm a bit the same. I know you have the skills in that, Paul, but... I talked to you about him down on the one because I did up a bit of piece there in the last year, yeah. Is he, going to, is, is he good enough to come in and be our first choice left back? See, that's... That's my... Because, like... The League of Ireland, Mark, it's, it's, it's not... Co- it's, it's not, like... It's mostly an amateur league, really. Like, you know, when you have a few teams who are professional, Shamrock Rovers are professional, but a lot of the teams are amateur league. Amateurs then, Mark, you know what I mean? Well, probably the level is just the same as the same kind If Celtic want to progress in Europe or be this elite team that Ange wants us to be and Dominic Mackay wants to be, I have a fear, like, is he going to step up to that level? Do you get me? You know, because I, I raise him better than Taylor. He'd be faster than Taylor. He'd be able to to play it the way Ange wants him to play it. Oh, from the back, Mark, he's ring backs, able to run up and down the line to, and be, be fast enough to get back when they're up, up for the field. You get me? Like, Taylor, is he? I think he's made, he's the type, I've spoken about these players before, Paul. They'll do a job at SPFL level, but they're going to take a struggle at a higher up level. But again, he's only a young lad, and you see the transformation Ange can make him play, but again, for me, that's what I'm saying, Mark. about the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, you know what I mean, like, I, I, I think, is he going to be a number one left wing back, Mark? I don't know. I think what I'm... And I, I can't give that decision, do you know what I mean? I think what you I haven't lo- looked at the night, and we've talked about it the last time, you just need to look at the two full backs we're looking to sign. They've both scored. Mm-hmm. And like this guy will score goals, Mikey, and I and I give him and I give him that. 
But she like, scored as well. Yeah, he scored again, I, yeah. And this is the second, this is, this is marked, Scales will score your goals. I mean, they, they did that like six foot four. I see, but good set pieces, you'll be right in at the end of them. It's not that, Mark, most of his goals are his legs. What? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, no. Pieces for a head. No, like, the best thing about him, Mark, is that he's versatile. He can play centre-back. He can play left-back if Ange wants to switch to a flat-back four. He can easily slot in there. Like, but uh, there's me saying then, Mark, that he's, is he up to the grade of where Celtic want to be? In your, and there he is tonight, going for Sean Rovers tonight. Do you know what I mean? You know, so... Ireland... Ireland are due to high fullback as well because, like I say, since he was the, like Coleman and um, Ian Hart and stuff and Gary Kelly, Dennis, and Dennis you know, Irwin. Dennis Irwin's one of the best fullbacks I've ever seen in my life. So was that yeah, Alex Fox that said he was one of the best things he signed, Mark? Keen, Roy Keane raves about him and everything, everything about him. Roy Keane's quite funny actually because nearly every interview that. Roy Keane does. He manages to bring up Dennis Irwin at least once or twice per interview. I've caught a couple of things on YouTube the day with him I hadn't seen before, and one of them was him and Gary Neville just out walking. Yeah, uh, 50 questions. Uh, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. And then there was one that was him, Gary Neville, and Jamie Carragher getting up the canal next to Old Trafford and a barge, and then doing a kind of QA thing with fans for all different Premier League teams. That was quite good as well. You should have a deck out at that, eh, lads. I, I, I mean, I love Roy Keane, you know that, but see, just his internet, he's pundits in that, just the stuff that comes out. Mark, Mark, JFP just wrote something in the I chat. I just want to like say it there, yeah, like, don't get him started on Roy Keane, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I care, JFP, man, you know that, son, you're not allowed to talk, say they things. But, Mark, going back to skates, Mark, I... Uh, he he would be better than Taylor, you know. Ah, well, well, the way you're talking about him, I'd like to think say pop. You know, and I think with the improvement mark that we saw, what Ange can do with players this season, I'd have no no fear in scales coming to Celtic. You know, I mean, like, it's like the negativity about it, Mark, is because oh, he's in the League of Ireland. Why aren't Celtic going out spending spending money on the left back position? And we spoke about this, Mark. It's not how you, it's not what you spend, it's how you spend it. And if Ange, obviously, Mark Ange, Ange had a look at skills as well. And if Ange might like what he sees as skills, Mark, and he suits his system, let's go with Ange's uh, things. You know I mean? You're saying as well, Paul, that he can play in multiple different positions. Yeah. He kind of buys into what Ange seems to be looking for. Do we? Like yeah, exactly. Adapt, Mark, yeah. yeah. You know? I think. I mean, Mark, for 600,000, it's not a lot of money. Like, And if it pays off, it pays off. Do you know what I mean? I think maybe you know? Paul, with skills comes in, maybe uh, Taylor, maybe be moved on before the window shuts, maybe even out on loan, because I just don't think it's working out for Taylor under Ange. But I do think if, even if skills, well, we know he's coming in, really, but I still think there'll be another left back brought in. Yeah, because that's, uh, John, that, that's really the main weakness in the team at the moment is, is the left back in this. Aye, Taylor, I noticed that at the Hearts game on Sunday, they were kind of, they were kind of targeting a wee bit, I was just thinking boys any tap him and mm-hmm. I can't remember what point it was for Hearts, the boy was just beating my pace constantly and even my mate was sitting next to you, she was the same, he's like, that's the weak spot, I was just targeting him, but I like Taylor, he's a liable, obviously he gets stuck in and he's, like, obviously, uh, he's 100%, but 
if you want to progress and move on and kind of do well in Europe, you need to kind of get a bit, a bit, a bit of a player in. Somebody that's going to come in there and kind of be better on them and have a bit more pace as well. But uh, only time will tell. And uh, it's a position we definitely need to get something in straight away. How was that boy, Ginelli, Ginelli, perhaps? Is that who it was? They brought him on at half time, and as you said, John, that's that's what they did. They just targeted Taylor right for Ah, I could notice it straight away. Just, they were just thinking me boys there, him, just constantly up with his wing. And I, we were just beating him for pace constantly, and it definitely is a weak spot, and it needs to be looked at. Just on the transfers as well, before we move on. Uh, so, the sell I are what for 13.5 million? I think it was in a bit of eye. So the, 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 on, on everybody they've brought in, it's just under 11. Mm-hmm. So like you say, it's about it's how you spend the money. Exactly. Like, they've still not even gotten close to it. There's still two and a half, three million left in the higher budget alone for the players they've brought in. That's that's how you spend money. Like, so you didn't need to spend 20, 30, 40 million to get quality. Wasn't last send only 600,000 with Smith to send there and the... Um... On, on the live track deck, 600,000 was last one, was it? Yeah, 650, was it, no? Yeah, yeah. Like, the RAV check was free. Aye, uh, 300,000, I bought from my RAV check, wasn't it? But that's, I mean, I've said that a lot. I've said that for years on the forum. I've not got any problem with the amount of money you sell to spend. It's how they've been spent. Well, how they spend it, Mark, yeah, and exactly, Mark. And the reason people are so worried about scales, Mark, is because it's not a 1.1 million or 2 million or 3 million sign. Do you get me? Do you know? That's why people people think that they're they're not investing back, do you know what I mean? See if it came out of the Celtic were spending three million pounds in a player for League Island, these same fans would be moaning. Like if you saw on the left ring back position, Mark, a six six foot four fella who can run and then Mark this fella no can run. And like like and I tell you when, when you see him now, Mark, you think for a six foot fella going home the name cock and this fella run. Like you're gonna shit yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you won't really come up against the player Mark who can run and he's like six foot. PSI. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You, you don't want to, to come up against against the player who, who's that size running at you. Do you, you saw with Oyer last year, sure, like when Oyer ran with the ball, like, like this fella's twice as fast as Oyer and he's the same built as Oyer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think boy, that's why the main reasons for signing him, because he's pissed. Just not that pace yes, it's because he, like, for me, like the reason we're signing is because he suits Ange's system the way Ange wants to play. Do you know what I mean? Fast football, and that's what he is. He's a fast footballer, and that's why I think they're signing because it's obviously we don't have the the pace on the left hand side with Taylor there. Like, do you know what I mean? And you can see it clearly. We don't have the pace, and that's the one area where we seem to be struggling with pace is on the left hand side, isn't it? You know. You know, so like moving on, uh, look, we, we spoke about uh, the right Zacks with, with Mikey actually uh, on, on Sunday that said they were linked to 19 year old uh, Jan Kutu, like, and it was supposed to be a loan move. And we were saying, why don't Celtic just invest in, in this position and, and get experience in? Janicek will be, will be a great sign, Mikey, won't he, if we can get him, like a Croatian international. To, to, for the price that Seth can get him? Yeah, like you say, it's about, well, Seth, look at him. Like you just need to look at tonight. Like you said, he's, he's scored in Europe, so again, it looks like he's the kind of player that Postacoglu wants to play with, attacking full box, that 
can put a, a ball into the box, which he clearly could as well, mm-hmm. and can also get goals as well. And I think that's where Taylor and that, well, especially Taylor, what you're doing is he's all right defensively, but going forward, he's he's just no good. He's like, finding ball as pause. Final really ball is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember the last time he actually beat a man who across. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most frustrating thing. And that's what I've noticed with Ralston that's improved as the games went on with him, like the, how he can get forward. But it was like, I didn't actually realise how quick Ralston was either. Like he knocked it past the player a lot of times yesterday and then ran around them to get onto it and won a few corners. And I was surprised. Like again, I've not seen him properly live in God knows how long. But like I said, John will probably like say because that's what's handy about being in the game. Like John, did he look as quick as what he did in the thing, or did, was their fullback just slow? <laughs> Ach no, I just I, I didn't look as quick as what he did. They just I just don't think there's really much pace in them. just. Look, Tavi, he put, he's putting in a shift, obviously, but he's just, when it comes to pace and that, he's just not got it. And uh, when he goes to drive at players and that, he just kind of stokes and turns back. If he's not got that in him, they kind of get forward and just whip right by him. Um, what about Ralston? Was he, that's what I mean, like, was Ralston? Like, oh, yeah, I thought you were talking about Taylor there, sorry. No, I was on, just, I was on about Ralston in the sense I didn't actually think he was that quick, but based on yesterday, and, like, that's what I mean, he kept knocking it past the fullback and running onto it and that, he, he looked quite rapid yesterday. That's what I mean, or was their fullback just slow? Uh, no, I, I just think with Alston, I think it's just hunger and desire in the boy now. He's just he's got his chance here, and I think it's just every game he's getting more and more confident, and he's getting the confidence in him just to take a player's own. And when he's getting by him, it's just the, the desire and the hunger in the boy. And, uh, he's definitely improving, and he's shown a lot of hunger in, in him now. Uh, well, I think what I liked about Ralston, about Ralston, Mikey, I always yeah, quite, I, I always thought he was quite quick. I think it's just because he's, he's quite chunky, is he? What? He's quite chunky looking player, is he? Like, but, your average fullback, is he? Aye, but he's de- I, thought, I always thought he was deceptive. I always thought he was quite quick. Mm-hmm. Mark, that was interesting. With John, I know Mike was asked about Taylor, but John just hit the day in the head there with, with Taylor that if Taylor can't get past the player, I think that he'd knock the ball back. And that's not the way Ange wants to play. He doesn't want the ball knocked back. He doesn't want the ball knocked sideways. He wants the ball moving forward. But that's what Taylor does, doesn't he? He, he passes the ball back or he's passed the ball sideways. You know? Uh, get, sometimes his play breaks down with him a bit. But, but I've noticed this. But if you watch the game, there, there is still a lo- quite a lot of sideways passing. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know how to explain what I mean here. It's mere productive. Do you get what I mean? It's not that yeah. pointless passing from side to side when there's nobody even near you and you're stoning like in the centre. Passing side to side like when you need a goal, Mark, do you know what I mean? All these passes back your way you know, to, to the side to try and create the space kind of thing. But mm-hmm. Taylor, I don't, I, mean, I don't think it's a confidence thing. I, mean, I think he just kind of knows his own limitations. Mm-hmm. He seems to, see when, he's get the, see when you see him look up in the, the corner or things like that, he does seem to have decent control. Mm-hmm. He'll get by his man if he's trying to like dribble by, but he's crossing as well. Just it's poor, like yeah. Uh, if we can sign the Greek lad, is that then done, Mark? Is is Edward gone? Don't you think? Uh, I think. Well, I think Edward will be away anyway, Paul. But I, I think I'll just push it further than the petting order or whatever. I think I'll force his hand a bit. Mhm. And like there was people, 
uh, on the forum and all over Twitter saying who was doing these signings. I think, but it was Ange who actually uh, brought this fella to the attention of the board. He brought Kyogre to the board. I mean, like, so Ange, Mark, we're seeing it clearly that Dominic McCoy and Ange are in charge of signings at the moment, and no one else at the club seems to be in and around that area. You know? I wouldn't have seen in a room. I think there's still, still be. Like they're the main two, like you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying, like yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's the football people that are making the football decisions, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Properly, yeah. Aye, and I think I still think there'll be a director of football of some description brought in once as the transfer window shut and we move forward. But for now, it's as it's obvious that Ange is having a heavy, heavy input on the signings and Mackay's kind of just, for me, just following his advice, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should have been, yeah, sorry. Because I could, it could, could, I mean, I could come out with players, oh, what about this guy, so-and-so for the X-League, you know that, and Celtic, the next time the teams are called Celtic, 15, and, do you get what I mean, £20 million? Pound. Sans even to the extent we must know the kind of budget that he's working with and players mm-hmm. and knowing that knowing that the club's gonna get value for money out of them, either as playing for us or moving them on in the next few years. Because back to Mikey was talking about as well, about when we're like bringing players in, you're selling players in the way we've only spent so much of the IR money and things like that. I mean they're Alkmaar, their manager, what was it, Mikey? Thirty five million pound in players he'd sold. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much of that are they reinvesting into their squad? Well, they've invested nothing so far, really. But, but that's, well, that's what I said. Like Ajax every year, Ajax bring in millions of pounds. Porto bring in millions of pounds for transfer fees, but they never really outlay that much to, to, to what they bring in. Yeah, like I said to Mark, and obviously maybe the guys in the podcast wouldn't have heard that, but... Um, it was just ironic, like he says, when AZ got beat at the weekend for RKC, <laughs> he was he was he was asked about the players that had left, and he says that <laughs> they've still got a quality team, and and that um, he still fully expects them to do well this season. And then after the full time whistle, he got asked the same question. He says, "Well, what do you expect? We sell our good players." <laughs> the new Lennon book of management, isn't it? It is. So, it, is it is like definitely, definitely, but. Mikey, I'm just going to open up a different area for for Celtic scouting departments. I think like like he brought in Kyogo. He, he was the fellow who rectified the the, the Greek international. Like, I, I think Ange will will surely bring players to Celtic that we never even scouted or, or even heard of before as well. I I mean I'm sure the 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 like say G Kamakas the Eredivisie. I'm sure that he would have been like I understand obviously because of the Cogs Greek heritage, then there might be some form of link there. That that's probably helped hopefully swing the deal for Werder Bremen to Celtic. But he's the kind of player that should have been on Celtic shortlist in the first place anyway. Yeah. Because he fits right into our budget, he's banged in loads of goals. Everybody knows that Edward's leaving. It's just a matter of like when it's like it's gonna happen before the the deadline day. Christie will be away. And as long as we've got players to come in, in their positions Giacomacus and Lovrich, then that's it, like he says, and I'll be the best transfer window in I don't know how long. Like, and I can't that, remember a window like this. That's going down to the, the, the planning there, like like what Mikey said there, Mark, if we get these players in now, and if Edward leaves and if Christie leaves, we already have the players in place that we don't need to be chasing our tails at the end of the transfer window either. I mean, a, a, 
couple of months ago, everybody was saying, oh, we're going to need seven, eight, nine players brought in, we're going to need this, we're going to need that. And they've, I mean, they've stepped up to the marks. Yeah. Really, things are taking longer than anybody would expect. Right, we know Angie said that. Everybody, know, everybody knows, do you know, saying that we couldn't play games because of isolation and things like that. But, I mean, if it, see the players that... If the players were signed already and the players were <coughs> them in the door, we've ticked every box for what we were looking for. As many days, this will be one of the best transfers. Probably one of the best transfer windows even me. I can remember. And it's down to remember. Down to everything, Mark, is like transfers like like you could count like down to the manager, like in the the new CEO, the new players coming in, like it, it like people were actually worried at the end of last season that things were taking slow, slowly, and but how fast everything clicked on the Ange, it's just been amazing, like hasn't it? Aye, Paul. And hopefully, maybe see if things all click into place with these hope are coming in and the way the team's going. That hopefully we can take a wee step back, feel this, carry on with the board and stuff like that, and just start back on the actual team on the park. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, moving on, lads, from from Ange and, and the new signings, uh, one player who, who deserves his own slash in the short tonight is Anthony Rasson, and with a new right back supposed to be coming in the door in the next couple of days, uh, Janicek, he's going to find it very hard, Mikey, to to shift Rasson, and there's no reason why Rasson shouldn't be dropped at the moment, is there? Full backs are notorious for being able to play left and right back. Mm-hmm. So play Ranovic at left back. Sure. It's a good shout, right? You know I mean, like, like says, how, you see it with full backs all the time. If wingers are able to swap sides, then how no full backs? Sure. as well. Yeah. It's you're only moving the other sides of the park, really, into Mikey. And now he says, and I don't care what anybody says, but it comes to football at any level, left and right backs, the easiest position to play. <laughs> That's where everybody wants to play when they get older. That's where, when I did the charity match. I think 30 players, 27 of them wanted to play the fullback. That's what I was wanting to go right back and I got stuck up See what left I mean? wing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be blown after about 10 minutes. So, like you like say, this isn't a vendetta against Taylor. It's just based on facts. Taylor knows he's, like Mark said, he knows his limitations. That's why he doesn't get forward as much as Ralston does on the other side. Or, uh, that's why he cuts inside because he can't, you know, got the pace to go. So, he plays well within his means. But that's not going to be good enough for the team, like for Ange's team. Oh, yeah. Like he says, if Juranovic is coming in, then just put Juranovic at left back. I just need my kid a witch hunt against Taylor because me and you have no. we've backed him. Oh, without doubt, Mark. We all did. Well, he, he, all last season, we backed him up, Mark, and thing like that. But, Mark, this, I, I, I'm, I'm a team like in. Like, I'm all for Celtic players giving their all and, and trying everything for the jersey. But this come to a stage then, Mark, when giving your all actually isn't good enough. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. that should be a basic limitation. A basic. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's your job. That's your job. Yeah. Professional footballer to get in that part and get 100%. Get everything, get everything you've got every game. Every day we say, I mean, I'm, I'm a great one for, for saying that players that at least are out there trying and putting in a shift, but... Taylor, as I said, I backed him up, Mikey's backed him up, he's just, we've seen him again with Ange, it's just, it's just not working out for him. He was a bit, Taylor was a better player under Neil Lennon than he was under Ange. Yeah. 
That, yeah. that makes sense, aye. Exactly, yeah, because you know, you flat back four mark and that's Taylor's a left back, really. An old fashioned left back mark who's used to defending. Defending. Aye. Do you know what I mean? You know, like but But I seen uh, I seen him getting interviewed on Celtic T V and he's talking mm-hmm. by Angie's telling me like if there's a space in the middle, move into the middle. If there's a space here, move in here, kind of thing. And you have no, I mean, he does seem to be trying because you've noticed him doing that. He's coming inside, even in the mid, like the mid, mm-hmm. like that. But again, it's just doing exactly. Just looks uncomfortable, Mark, don't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let you into You know, but like, rather than, like, any new sign coming in, Mark, who'd be Mark, would find it very hard to shift Valentine, I think, at the moment, won't they? Stop telling you for me anyway. It is it's, it's, it's Radisson's position to lose now, really. Exactly. You know, he's done. You can't. We moaned about Lennon doing it. We uh, even moaned about did Angelo do it with the young boy Montgomery as well in a pre-season game. Mm-hmm. About players, but we moaned about Lennon just bringing players back in because they were available and things like that. That's good. To, that's good to change. You've got to be, if you're playing well and you're doing your job without any fault on the park, that jersey's yours to lose. It's up to somebody else in training to show that they're trying to displace you. Mm-hmm. And Chad, you've seen him, you, you've seen him um, on hand like you were doing, there's things like, like what, what stood out to you uh, on Ralston? On Ralston? Mm-hmm. Uh, this big officer, he's been gave his chance, obviously he's just been offered a, a year's deal and I think he's just took it, he's kind of seen I've got a year here. Uh, I suppose I've not got a right back in there now, I'm going to get a wee run of games here. Obviously I've been a scub, obviously I've been a young boy, I'm a fan, I've got to give my heart here. Just see where it goes, I think he's just gave everything and obviously Ange, I think Ange's improved him as well, he's just taken everything on board and with a player he's improved him and he's just, he's just given everything for the jersey and yeah. I think oh, I just think it'd be very poor if this player was to come in and he was stroke straight away to the bench. As Mikey was saying, that's a good shout. Also, this Juranovic comes in, stick him out left back and see what he can do there. Uh, I was just reading Yarishek's uh, stats there, right foot only. only. And it's only only plays on, rice, on the right. Well, short card is Mike. You can defend with your right foot on the left hand side, can't you? I threw left foot, so it's not a problem for me. <laughs> it was more just a style of player, like it yeah. says, for, for the team. And Juranovic is an attacking fullback that can defend, while Taylor's a decent defender, would we say, but is no very good going forward. So even mm. if Juranovic was right footed, like predominantly. And he's still going to put a decent ball into the box anyway, Mikey. Do you know what I mean? With these crosses, like star, like you know what I mean. I think it's more like he's getting the style of player that um that that suits the team rather than like says Taylor. Like says I've defended him. I think he should have started like when we brought in Laxalt on that. He was I've had my piece for Laxalt. He was a winger anyway, not even mm-hmm. left back. But like he says, it should have been Taylor that was starting in that back then anyway, because he was the best left back we had at the club at the time. But. Mm-hmm. We need to, like, says that's a, that is that is a position, like it says, and if we get your Anovich and Ralston's in that kind of forum, then it would be silly not to put him at the left back just to see anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Murray saying uh, he could defend left side, but no use in crossing. You know, he that that, that that's his main issue, like his final ball. 
uh, is poor. He, he really kind of beats the first man, or if he does beat the first man, it's gone off to the other side of the corner flag. Like, I think that's the main issue with Taylor, really, is his lack of pace and his final ball mark, isn't it? You know? Aye, aye definitely. That's what it is. You know? Well, I mean, really, he came into the play GT. That's going to be a struggle. Exactly. Any player who came in there, Mark, they're going to compare to Kieran Tierney. Yeah. Celtic fans have just never took to Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I've said, for me, I still think we should, even we bringing in that boy's skills, I still think we need to bring in yeah. a left back, the kind of lively player we've been bringing in so far this window. Then someone has to go there, then, though, don't they? Because then it's. To get Taylor out and loan. Mark, if you, out and loan somewhere. If you're saying, like, we have. Montgomery. The scales comes in, we say, you know, take Bullingori and Taylor, so. One like would have to go, wouldn't they? Two of them, Ben Goli and Taylor. Oh, I don't think Ball and Goli will be here to come the close of the winter. Yeah. As I said, if we can get the boy scales, we'll get the young boy Montgomery as well. But we still need, for me, a, like a first choice, first pick left back brought in. And because we were saying, Mark, um, at the end of last season, the players leaving that we expected to leave, a few players will leave at the end of the season. But with new players coming, it's still a big squad that Ange has to pick from as well still, like, you know what I mean? Like, he can dabble down in the youth system as well, and, like, we do have players there that can come in and do a job as well, like, if, if players need to be rested, like, that. that's the best I think about Ange, Mark, that we have players, no positions that we can rest players, you know what I mean? You know? What players, really? That, don't, that need to go. Uh, they need to go for, for Celtics ain't good and for any, their own good kind of thing. EGB's maybe take a maybe uh, like the end of this window I think it'll be a, 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 I, I think Taylor might get in loan if left backs come in and I think mm-hmm. like over like January to next summer you'll see like Beaton and people like that going I, I really do because just the players they'll just know themselves they're not going to fit into this system they're no good mm-hmm. in playing this system and Unless they're happy just to sit on the bench and are not even on the bench and lift their wages, then it'd be best. Exactly. Exactly. Um, moving on, and, and excuse my French here, and uh, look ahead to the weekend's game against St. Mary. St. Mary must be shitting themselves. Come Saturday, I say, when this Celtic team steps onto that pitch from <laughs> after the way we're playing at the moment, I would like to be St. Mary Mark facing this Celtic team, would you? No. No, I think it could be a routing Saturday. Is it Sunday? Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, is it Sunday? Saturday. Yes, Saturday, Matt, because we're on Wednesday. It's Saturday. So I think it could be a route here. Then I really do. I still think St Mirren need to be treated. Dundee game. Yeah, I still think I still think St Mirren. I'll still need to be a game that will be treated with respect. And I think. Def- I think Ange will treat every team with respect, no matter how lowly they are. You don't, Mikey. I think, yeah. But I mean, like, like complacency, like you say, that gets you nowhere. Eh? Nowhere. I, I like I like I say, you just need to look at the, at the reaction of the Scottish press after they lost the Hearts. That should be enough motivation for him. Like we never knew what it was about being a Celtic manager before that match. He certainly knew after it in the morning when he woke up in the morning with what was written in the press, and that that'll be enough for him to know that there's certainly no complacency at all. <laughs> Bosbaum put up there in the live chat, Celtic have 104 shots at goal in 13 days, 47 on target. Like, that's pretty good going, like, you know what I mean? 
you know. From the start, that buzz comes up. I mean, I like it, like. I mean, that's proper, like. He's looking them up. <laughs> People put in the forum that asking for statue. Ah, oh, that's one for buzz. Gives him something today. Yeah, no bad when it comes to players. I said, I don't know what Buzz did, but I'll pigeon pigeon because I haven't seen a pigeon in weeks. I just pigeon. But does he best players? Maybe because like this group, this this kind of start the level has kind of been consistent over the last couple of games. Like with the high intensity, marquee players like. Do you think he might rest players? We might see James McCarthy come into this game. We might see, you know, players being rested. I don't think James McCarthy coming into the team means anybody's getting rested, Paul. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, does he switch? Does he rest, does he rest players? Like, does he rest like Callum McGregor or does he McCarthy. rest Rodjick or stuff like that? Well, I think he might start with McCarthy and we even have you to him starting start Wednesday, the away game. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'd not be better kind of steal into the midfield. I think that's like start McCarthy mark like brings in a more kind of a toughness into that midfield, wouldn't it? Like rather than a defender, he'd, he'd be more of a tougher player in there to to do the dirty work and, and let Callum McGregor shot like into it. Well, I've, I used to see when McCarthy was at Aki's, I used to rave about him still going to Man United say and tell mm. Man United should have seen should sign him to the place Roy Keane. Do you know what? Because it was the same. They're similar types of players. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 so he would have loved off Roy Keane and we Mark blown up along the Irish setup anyway. And he would probably, you know what I mean? I mean, people going about oh, Roy Keane, he was just a hatchet man. And oh, like, like what we see about Scott Brown just sitting in front of the defence and that, but Roy Keane was one of the best all round midfielders. He really, I don't like him. You don't like him much and JF Peel pop up with us, but. I mean, Roy Keane and Paul Scholes for me were the best central midfield partnerships I've seen in my life. Roy, Roy Keane's performance Roy against Juventus will go down in history. Roy Keane's one of my most favourite players ever, Mark. I think you liked him, mate. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a signed Man United Roy Keane shirt and everything. Have you? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll back me up on that then, I think. <laughs> yeah, he up. But for me, I, that's what I used to say. McCarthy... Could have end up that kind of level, even at that. See if he'd, Wigan was not the best move for him. Let's not be kidding. But if see if a, a team had took a chance on him earlier than Everton did, I, McCarthy would have been a kind of top player, Mark. Yeah. There's a chance we wouldn't even have got him. He was maybe like your 33, 34 age. Do you know what I mean? I mean, see, we talk about and make you say we get the two of them for a million pound, but it's still some coup to get. It's only 30, like. James McCarthy, you know I mean? transfer. Mm, like, uh, a player that's been doing there, he's so many games in the Premier League, the experience he's got with Ireland and in the Premier League. And that's a, he could be as important as saying as Kyogo or Hart. Going by what I'm hearing, like, uh, Vieira, Vieira wanted him to stay at, at Palace, but I think McCarthy himself actually wanted to come to Celtic and play for Celtic. You get that and play there. He wanted to be a Celtic player years ago, Mark, didn't he, McCarthy? Well, you when, know? When he was a young boy, there was all the nonsense with him getting booed. Yeah, and you said that's why he kind of took the move out that time, wasn't it, yeah. he, was only, he was only a young boy at the time and facing that every week was... It was shocking, it really was. 
But, you know what I mean? Just imagine your mum and dad sitting listening to that kind of thing when you're playing with Aki's. Do you know what? You're playing with Aki's getting called all sorts of stuff. Eh? Not just the usual suspects. It was uh, nearly every away ground in Scotland that it happened. But it was mm-hmm. a his for to come to Celtic. I'm no doubt that pff, he'll be a good, a right good player for us for the next few, three, four years anyway. For me, it's a good replacement for Scott Brown. Really. I'd like to see. I'd like to see maybe Montgomery starting on 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 Saturday against St Mirren. Give just just because like he's able to play those type games. Uh, Mike Inti, Montgomery, do you know what I mean? Give 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 some you a chance in, in these games and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm still of the opinion where um because like uh, in other posts, everybody else would really notice that. When we start to get a bit to the 60, 50, 70 minute mark, mm-hmm. that's when you're starting to notice the players are breathing at their arse a wee bit because they're not used to that kind of intense uh, play now. Mm-hmm. So I think, like you say, you've got to try and go with the, the starting 11 that predominantly is going to be playing like for the foreseeable future. Till and keep the consistency there. It's not just about the consistency, it's about getting the fitness up to yeah. be able to play the way that... And, and like you said, if you start dropping people all over the shop and giving people a game, well, that's fair enough, but... The only way to get that kind of fitness is to actually play the way that you, the way you're telling to play, and on um, like I think James McCarthy will start over there, just for a simple reason that we have got a two 0 two 0 lead, and like it says, yes, and we'll just basically like I said, we'll do it. I'll just be a counter attack, what the whole the whole the whole game. Yeah. Like I say, when you've got, I mean, you've got Abada, Forrest, and Kyogo as a front three to spring on the counter attack. I mean that, that like it says oh, against St Man, I don't think there'll be many changes for the, what we just went and started against AZ. Do I think can the continuing he's got to become a bit of it as well. Mm. You know, keep trying to keep the same basis of players, keeping them playing the like re, the, see because it's like so early project kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, exactly. But we've said it before as well, these games against like near fifty St because they'll come and they'll try their best. Be hard. It'll be a hard-fought match for, like physical kind of match. But again, it's the type of games I've said before that we should be having one or two young players in the team to get. To, again, we expect to win. We don't expect them to, to get. They can get away with the odd wee mistake and things like that without, like a big high-pressure game, Mikey. But you're saying about throwing Ralston in the Europe, the Champions League and things like that. Well, I I still firmly believe in that. They kind of games Ralston in his early days excel. I think that did set him back a fair, a fair bit. Oh, like is it, it really must. Right. But that's what that, that's that's going back, Mark, to what you were saying. Uh, loads of times in the podcast, Mark, that trying to play a win against these big huge teams and then getting hammered and then as a young player, your, your confidence is gone over over that one game. Like in this, you know. Well, look at look at the way people are talking about Starfield. Yeah, right. Starfield's an experienced international player, played in Russia and things like that. Right, really, it'll be what a back to him. But imagine you were, imagine that was, imagine that was Welsh that was making these mistakes. You know, yeah, young player face Scotland. That, oh, his mum and dad's on Facebook. His cousins, everybody knows the Stephen Welsh. Oh, that's Stephen Welsh. His cousin. Do you get what I mean? That's when it starts affecting them. The player, young players that. They're seen on Twitter getting called all sorts of names because they made a bad pass or they, they made a mistake that let in a goal. The players don't learn. 
they will learn from making the mistakes, but they don't. They're not going to. It's just going to make them more nervous when the crowd's on their back, waiting on them making a next a next mistake to give them pelters. And that yeah. Ralston became that type of player. I know what Mikey's saying. That it was kind of threw under the bus in the games, and it's always for then. Ralston's always been that type of player. Everybody's just kind of. Going back to that one game, like in this. But I bet a joke. When I mean, no offence to the lad, but it was he was a kind of joke. Everybody was joking. Well, no, we could always end up with Alston in the team and things like that. But he's he's turned it around. Well, fair play to him for doing that. But is it the pressure on the young players and that? I want Celtic fans, not just Celtic fans. The, the smaller teams in Scotland. Well, you'll know that, Mikey, if you've done the Dundee and Dundee United side of things, they kind of rely on their youth projects and give them a bit of leeway more than, didn't they? The, the oh, you see, you see, you see, teams. Well, if you see those at Dundee United, like you say, starting 11, most of them are Scottish, yeah. Like you say, even the fullback that scored against them the other week, Jamie Robson, again, through the youth run, didn't get us wrong, he's overrated and I don't think he's very good, but he's all scored the winner against them. All, like, Hibs, Notorious for years, even like Aberdeen and stuff. Motherwell was always full of young players and things yeah. like that as well. But and they obviously make mistakes as well. But these clubs is I don't is it because they've got like smaller expectations. They maybe allow the players to make mistakes and learn from it. But that's where it comes into these working pathways stuff and working pathways. The players into the team. You've got to look at the games and see if. Exactly, Mark. Where, where you can use your youth, like, do you know what I mean? Where you can get breed them into your first team, because like, that's where we're, going, we're quite low for, for years, do you know what I mean? If Montgomery starts in front of Taylor, right, is that, is, that's no good. It would be a positive effect on the Celtic performance, but you're still expecting Celtic to win that game. Plus, mm-hmm. a young guy, you experience playing a full game at Celtic Park, winning. Against, I guess that are, I mean, some players are maybe at his kind of level. Do you get what I mean? Or he would probably walk into the certain team. So he's mm-hmm. players at his level that he can put in a performance is going to shine out. That helps build his confidence and build the confidence with the fans and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, what, I just going back to like Ralston and, and uh, especially Roger. Um, what, what were they saying? Like, what was the murmurings around the stadium yesterday? When you were at the game, like regarding, like you say, it's like just Ralston and Roger, like what were the fans saying, like during the game and that? Is the opinion changed on these guys? I think yeah. the opinion changed a big, a lot, hundred percent. I think everybody's buzzing with them just how they've come on and it's like two new signings in it. It's kind of players that looked out the door and they've just either came on. They're probably two of our best players in the team now. The performances are putting in, they're kind of making a lot of things happen as well, and it's just way they've settled into Andy's system too. I can't believe how good Roger is just now. Ah, he's just he's really flicked for that goal yesterday. Where he brought it down and just flicked it round and just took it to the byline. It's like the, it it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like the, the Roger Gavall did, did like under. I'm going back to back to Ronnie Dyler because Ronnie Dyler used to play Roger a lot as well. Like, but like we always knew he had the skill, but for whatever reason, managers didn't know how to exploit it or something like that. I don't know. Was that it? Or do you know, did Manchester not know how to use Roger, Mikey? I don't think that, like, says, and I understand what you're saying, like, Paul, like, Roger went through a beast spell, I think it was Brendan Rodgers as well, he had a couple of no-bad games and that, but I don't think in his hell Celtic career, Roger has ever played this good. No, exactly, yeah. He actually looks reasonable, like, again, and it's just, 
dumbfounded me because it's the first time I can actually exactly. really like remember Logic being fit this fit. He, look, he, look, he looks reasonably quick. Yeah. Yeah, even his I'm, movement, like he's like he's faster on the ball. He's faster, like, like he's thinking yesterday for that goal, like to flick that, like, like that was in an instant, like you know what I mean? Like, I think it's you'll, you'll probably go at half time and smoke his forty fags a day. Now that's fine <laughs> at half time. That's fine, but I, I mean, he's like a lot of the other the younger guys won't know, but he's he's real, he's like Robert Prozanetsky back in the day. I mean, he used to smoke twenty fags a day at half time as well, but he was still good. No, I mean. <laughs> It's when Socrates, he was the first player I kind of remember being like that. Just yeah. him. Yeah, more your time. Brazilian, isn't it? Aye. 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 You're your time, Mark. You're cheeky, get. about your time, Ken. Robert Prozanetsky, he's more like my time, is he? Couldn't at least Socrates' boots. Nah, nah, but like I said, but I'm like Robert Prozanetsky was a known, like you say, smoker back in the day, was he? He even looked like it, but I mean, he didn't play. A lot of players smoke Larson. Did he yeah. smoke, eh? Yeah, he smoked there. There's pictures of Larson sitting smoking in that on the internet. I know Boric, he was a smoker, wasn't he, after Boric? Yeah, Boric yeah, was still a smoker, yeah. Boric was there than a smoker. I heard that story. He was sitting in the bath in the changing room, back in, a fag, in Selig uh, Park. I tell you, like, <laughs> the, the way. Uh, Barnes has played out for, for Lega Ross you, you never think he's is it Barnes to be over about 41 42 now he's saying Mikey would he? Still quality like says he's I mean obviously Joe Hart's the quality like goalkeeper I mean, we've had a couple of good goalies since but Boric was one of my favourites like, mm-hmm. I think what I liked about Boric he, he had the odd mistake in him as, as any goalkeeper is but I mean, some of his antics like he says even the fight with Lee Naylor and running on the pitch with like flags Blessing himself in front of the Rangers fans. <laughs> like, he, he actually had a general hatred for them, and I think that's like a lot of fans. Like he's he's he just I mean he's he wore his heart on his on his sleeve. What was John Paul T-shirt was a belter. Aye, yeah, I mean, aye. things like that. But I mean, it's all. I mean, every, that was an old saying. You need it to be half daft to be a goalkeeper. And when you're looking, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean. A lot of goalkeepers over the years have been some of the biggest characters in the game. Even look at like the flying pig and things like that. Know what I mean? He was still a although we hate him, he was still a character as such. Look at Bruce Scarborough for for Liverpool back in the day. He, he, uh, what, what was the man for Colombia, Mark Hikoyin? Remember him? Rene Hagita. Uh, him. Hagita, yeah. Opin, King Winter. Yeah. What's that, Rene Hagita? I tried that years ago and God, I got killed. I'm involved in match fixing and stuff like that or something, Mikey. The odd way I say, Mark, back in that day, sure, that jeez, I said half the football in what was involved. Robler got any trouble for that, I don't He did, yeah, he did, yeah. He got, when it uh, was Zimbabwe, he got pulled for Zimbabwe. Who was Gabra back in, back in the day was when he was playing for them. He, he got pulled for that. You know, but he was. I don't know, like I said, going on goal field, but remember Oliver Kahn back in the day? Mm-hmm. Not sure. Getting more influential than him, like he was a maniac, like yeah. Uh, he was. He was. A, he was still one of the best. <laughs> he had. His house got like Monica's dad taught me this. Like his house got raided over in um, Germany years ago because he was part of the far right, and his house got raided. His house was full with Nazi swastika flags. Yeah, doesn't it surprise me like uh, yeah so <laughs> father, father. father Ted 
the kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hard your race is no farther. <laughs> you can't see the vice, you can't. And then the, the speck of dirt then on the window, remember that? <laughs> Jesus, that's, that's, that's it for tonight, Mikey. Anything you want to add before we go? No, like I say, it was, it was good to, like I say, it's, it's just good, like you say, when I've said it loads of times, to just say some positivity around the place mm-hmm. for the first time in, what, 18 months or whatever it is. Like I say, obviously there is all bits and pieces and that, but then people will always find something to be negative about. But like I say, it's just good to see everybody actually smiling for once. So, John, yourself? Oh, I just did it and Mikey says there as well, yeah, quit, just have a game, no, I'm looking forward to it, I've just got a good buzz about it, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to obviously the end of the season, I think we're going to clear up this season, and I'm looking forward to playing them in two weeks' day, so. Treble, John? Ah, oh, I'm confident, Mark, I just Aye. can just, the way this is cutting, it's just getting better and better every week, and you can just see it, and as the players get fitter, they're just going to be able to keep doing that for 90 minutes, and I think Paul says it only a few weeks ago when this clicks. I don't think anybody's going to be able to honour us, and I can see it's going to get that way. And I'm confident. I'm confident we will clear up. Can you see my vision now, Mark? I don't like Just... your vision, Paul. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to enough of your shape without seeing what you're seeing. <laughs> you don't want to know, Mark. Off the goes in my head, my that's what you call Jesus Christ. So I can't. I was asleep last night and I thought of this clear rations in my sleep. That's why I take copped onto that. I eat, eat and breathe the fucking podcast of you. But back fucking files and stuff we done months ago. Yeah, man. It's all recorded anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the internet forever and ever and ever. It's just, look, lads, if you see, it, you see me at work, like, I have one folder for Monday, I have another folder for Tuesday. Not a photo for Wednesday, Thursday. I've told them the new right. He sent me a thing the other night. And he writes it down and it's like a script. Channel friendly, yeah? Ah, it's like a script. I'll say this and then you say, I'm, I'm not fucking even reading that. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand. Like, I agree with Mark on that. And I don't understand how you didn't just type a notepad on your PC and just save everything like that and then just. Just, no, I have to write it down, but I have to write it down old school. It's just no, but does, like what we bullet points. Do you does, 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 does the podcast go smoothly, though, when you have everything laid out? Yeah. Yeah. schedule, that helps a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mark, I suppose the two lads hit it in the head. They did, like, the whole buzz around the club and to be talking positive about Celtic and... Yeah, it's just a joy, isn't this? Oh, I'm different. It's night and day, Paul. For even we started doing the podcast, because even we were just, it was just no hard to find. I mean, we all try to be positive about stuff on here. We spoke about it. We always try to put a positive spin on things, even. But it was so hard last season at times to even be positive about anything. Speaking we... about positive, sorry, Mark. Just speaking about positivity before we go. I just want to hear a big mention for John Kennedy and that because he's putting in a shift just now in the backroom team. Definitely. So, definitely. He's one of the top men behind the scenes just now again. I think well deserved role. Definitely. He's put a lot of effort into his job, him and Gavin Stratton. I, I, Wait till I see. Wait till I see. He's on back in the first team and I let into Kennedy again. <laughs> <laughs> you slag the guy off every turn you go. It was this, it was John Kennedy. This is John Kennedy's influence. And now that we're doing well, you're not even giving him any credit. 
No, because I'm a straight believer that Andrew's his own man and Andrew's making these decisions. He saw what Kendi brought to the table in the Hearts game. He saw what Kendi told him to do against Beachland, put Beast in the back game. And, and Andrew told only said, what in the name is he telling me putting Beast into the back line? My God, the nice. You know, these plans that Andrew's got for the team in training that, who's implementing that in the training pitch? Ange, because Ange is out there training because he's trying to train Kennedy how to do it. Oh. <laughs> don't get on, Mark. I'll have an answer for everything on Kennedy wants, so don't get me started. <laughs> Mark, that, lads, thanks for Mikey and, and John for coming on again, and thanks to the live chat as always. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Mark will, will close out the show. Thanks very much, Paul. Mikey and John for coming on. It's great every time you are on, just blathering away. That's every day. Thanks for everybody in the live chat that joined us. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and if you're technically capable, leave a comment because it helps us to grow on YouTube. God bless. Good night. 